Filmmaking covers a variety of genres, and during the 1990s, one in particular saw a resurgence, the big-budget disaster flick. It's coming! It's headed right for us! It's already here! For two science-obsessed kids growing up on opposite sides of Pennsylvania, nothing left a bigger impression than Twister. The suck zone. I think we're going in! Join Kelly and Joe as they dissect the second highest grossing film of 1996. We have to breathe, Jesse, we have to breathe! Minute by minute. Another cow! Actually, I think that was the same one. And relive one of their favorite movies of all time. No, that, that was a good sized twister. What was that, an F3? Solid F2. Tornado warning continues now. Excuse me, doctor. Here's your Hey, Doug. Hey, Bryce. What? You better get over here and take a look at this. Gate to gate velocities are maxed out. Those two cells converge. Inbounds and outbounds have doubled. Welcome back to the Solid F2 Podcast. What you just heard was minute 66 of the movie Twister. And uh, it's an it's an interesting minute. There's not a ton of dialogue. And actually, there's no dialogue from our main cast. Uh, but we do get a lot of cool setup and some discussion as we return back to um, the National Severe Storms Laboratory. And uh, we begin to uh, transition to our drive-in movie theater and uh, we get a little bit of a movie within a movie so i'm joe here with me is my co-host kelly what up i don't know what do we have to say about this minute well we're coming up on my favorite i was gonna say we we are getting very close to a very popular part of the movie love love the drive-in movie theater sequence we very briefly begin here at the um the epiphany that Melissa just had of her destroyed relationship with Bill. But then we quickly switch over to a very beautiful shot. It's the cinematography of this scene. And we've seen earlier in the film with the convoy, the caravan. It's very well done. Um, A panning shot at sunset across the fields of Oklahoma with the whole gang there. It's very, very pretty. Uh, It's a great shot with the music. And we've talked about the Twister soundtrack and, and the score is, is excellent. And then we head to NSSL and we get some nice uh, ADR and background conversation. Um, and then our our main, our, our leading lady and then gentlemen come into play. And uh, 
We get a dramatic pause. We get some uh, meteorology speak. What is she eating? <laughs> is that what you're most concerned about? I like that they introduce the sound of the twister, the impending, imposing sound of the tornado there. It's that little, like, trill or whatever you want to call it. But then we get to watch part of The Shining. The Shining freaked me out. Have you ever watched it all Yeah, I watched it with you. Yeah, I don't because I was one. like, what did I just watch? Why was that guy in a bear or bunny costume doing what was that? <laughs> I feel like you, you, I'm surprised you watched that because you don't like. No, but I think movies. that was part of the like, there's a few, there's movies that each of us have seen and really like, like, let's watch some of these together. And I feel like that was one of them because mm -hmm. that is not a movie I would choose to watch. I'm myself. surprised. That would have been one that I suggested, though, because it freaks me out. Or maybe it just came up that I had never seen it, and you're like, oh, we should watch it kind of thing. Yeah, and that was years ago. I think we were in college when we when I watched yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, Stephen King is a great writer, so he really builds, like, a lot of that suspense, and it makes you pretty uncomfortable in the movie. And the oh, that movie is very uncomfortable, yes. pile, like, Stephen King on with Stanley Kubrick, you get The Shining, right? Elevator full of blood and creepy twins at the end of the hallway i n knew some of the story beats from that from a, a simpson trios of horror episode uh it's a great, great one uh, but yeah and it's just out. so i wanted to bring this in because i wanted you to to speak on some of the stuff they say i think it's a turkey sandwich i think she's eating a turkey sandwich you on said velocities are matched out cells converging tornado illusion so what care to uh talk on a few of the things that they mentioned there were you doing your tigger well i was doing the, the, the like tornado trill the right. music that they do <laughs> sounds like tigger doing the trill doing the tornado uh, i'll take it beat. okay i'll take it so let's listen to again here what the uh, nssl scientists say gate gate velocities are maxed out those two cells converge. Inbounds and outbounds have doubled. So inbounds and outbounds have doubled. That's the last thing. What do you think he's talking about there? Um, I feel like he's probably referencing inbound and outbound velocity relative to the radar because that's what they're looking at to determine rotation. Speed inbound, speed outbound from the radar, velocity. Which is linked um, to what she says, velocities are maxed. You think they're talking about the same... same I, I, mean, I mean, they're I looking at a velocity image, imagery just, on the computer. Right, they're, yeah. Relative? So they're looking at um, a different kind of radar than I think people are normally used to with... Um, Precipitation. Precipitation. So, or, or radar that we would see like in your typical AccuWeather app where you're seeing precipitation. You're seeing um, relative precipitation rates um, on like on a map setting. But whenever... The, the traditional with your, your shades of green and, 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 and reds that show uh, right. more what, intense... What they're looking at at the NSSL is storm velocity relative to the, the radar itself. So they're looking at how quickly is the velocity, the pieces of the storm, the velocity moving towards the radar, how quickly is it moving away from the radar. And if you're looking at that on a very short, small scale where there's 
movement towards and movement away from the radar in a very small space, that's where there you have a radar right. indicated tornado. Um, literally, like two pixels on the screen moving in opposite directions next to each and other. And there are plenty of examples if you if you Google image search for, um, yeah, like if you're velo- relative velocity tornado signature, right? And there's different ways up. they can look at it. They can look at it relative to the radar itself, but they can also look at storm relative motion. Um, so there's different uses for each. So here, I think what they're saying is there's two large storm cells, each with their own rotation and they're going to merge and make a much larger system that's going to spawn the the f4 that's coming up so you think they're talking about the one that's going to hit the movie theater not the one that's going to eventually destroy move past wakita or or no i guess that's not the one that hit wakita the one that develops after wakita is hit i think they're talking about this they're talking about the one coming up here I think it's too early for them to know what's going to happen illusions dawn or... the next day yet. Um, because, well, storm systems can be long-lived. I don't think they're quite long enough to live the, there. The timing, the I mean, they try to make it more dramatic by making it dark and being overnight. But generally speaking, you don't have the energy to form a lot of supercells in the middle of the night. That's why they generally happen in the late afternoon, evening time period. It's not impossible. Yeah, I mean, it it happens. I think that it depends on how unstable the atmosphere is. If you already have enough potential energy, enough cape, enough, you know, was it negative enough lifted index? Um, You're talking about parcels? Yeah, I mean, anytime you have enough space on your... QT oh in between the lines. Let's get one of those bad boys out. I, I just worry about cape, and that's all I'm interested in. Convective available, available potential, potential energy. energy. Yes. Um, as long as there's enough energy available for that storm system to live, and that depends on the heating during the day and the forcing in the atmosphere and that sort of thing, um, it helps if you have a little bit of a cap on it that can help build up some of that energy before it breaks through. So it's certainly not impossible. I think it's less likely you would get a tornado like early in the morning right you know, that's like what i mean like when we get to this what is supposedly the finger of god this uh, f5 at the time it's like the break of dawn it's i mean whatever it, it's believable when you take yourself out of it and i'm sure it's happened oh yeah it's not impossible it's just it's just rare because you don't right. have the conditions usually for that to happen but yeah, so that is minute 66. Anything else you wanted to point out? There's not really much at the end. After the NSSL discussion, you get into the uh, the movie well, theater stuff. There. I have a, I have a question for you. Okay. If you're sitting in a drive-in movie theater in the, in the bed of your truck or on lawn chairs or in your car, and you're looking up at the screen and you see cloud-to-cloud lightning like that, are you like? Do you stay in that position? Yeah, let's stay here. Well, let's, let's, especially when you know your state is in the middle of one of the largest storm tornado right. outbreaks in history. Also, you know you're filming the movie Twister. <laughs> like, come on. No, no, no. But see, look, those people are literally laying on the hood of their yeah. car. But you also have tornado Doesn't chasers there that do not they... seem to care until the television goes off. But I, <laughs> I don't, I don't know that lightning would phase the tornado chasers, and they're there for a pit stop. They're getting. 
Obviously, the truck was damaged. They're getting it looked at at that little garage thing. They need a coffee reboost, like all of that. But the pe- I just don't, I trust the judgment of the people watching the movie. Do you I, trust the judgment of people? I'm sorry, I didn't <laughs> like, mean to come say on. Tr- I question the judgment. I didn't oh mean well, to yeah, say absolutely trust. question. Yeah, I, I fully question the judgment of people across the board for nearly everything. But um, but like. I wouldn't even say at a baseball game if I heard thunder in the distance. Well, let what alone. did I do tonight? I was monitoring the 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 radar to see what was happening and when they expected the storm to arrive. I noted when it was getting gustier. As soon as it started to drizzle, I made my way to the car. And on my way to the car, I only saw in the distance one flash of lightning. And by then, I was in my car driving here, and I got halfway home, and the heavens opened up. <laughs> and... But see, I'm not a weather fool. Not a weather fool. Not a weather fool. Not in this instance. Although I was loud, I'm getting caught up on the Stormfront Freaks, um, their raw video on YouTube. And they they do the weather fool segment of people doing stupid stuff related to the weather. And they're always laughing and pointing out about like, you know, when there's a lightning strike in the distance or there's a tornado coming and there's people videoing it. And they're all just like, don't be a weather fool. And then they're all like, well, let's be honest, we would all be those people because there's people who don't respect nature. And then there's people that love it so much that they put themselves in dangerous situations well, just to see it. I mean... What did we do out in Indiana when we lived out there? When the, the tornado siren went off, we went outside. We went outside, right? I mean, briefly. We just, we just wanted, wanted to, to see, see something. What was happening? If there was debris flying around, we wouldn't be outside. But I, I still feel like all these situations you're naming are different than the people who are laying on the hood of their car, unfazed, and it, th- those but lightning streaks are not like. Oh, they're the was ignorant a, and uninformed. People. It wasn't what people refer to as heat lightning. You know, lightning way off in the distance where you you don't even hear it. That was a streak of lightning. No, that was definitely right above the screen. Pretty much instant thunder. Meaning like it's close to you. So I don't know. Maybe they all deserve to get sucked up into the the twister from the shining. (laughs) Maybe. So the last thing I want to talk about here on this episode is the um, recent article about a new independent storm chaser film or weather film called supercell and it is going to star alec baldwin um it's at the uh the Cannes film festival and it sounds very similar to what could be a twister sequel did you read this article i sent to you no no you didn't get to read it um so i'll just quote this article from the hollywood reporter the film follows william played by Daniel Deemer, I'm not familiar with who that is, a good-hearted teenager wanting to follow in his father's footstep, the legendary storm chaser Bill Brody, killed by a massive super tornado. His father's legacy has now been turned into a storm-chasing tourist business run by the greedy and reckless Zane Rogers, played by Baldwin. Ah, okay. (laughs) I wish I would have read this when you sent it to me, but I just hadn't been able to find time to open it. But, um... In my mind, okay, so, like, I have lots of opinions about Alec Baldwin. It's like a love-hate thing? I mean, it's mostly hate. Okay. Because I, in general, and you can't re- you can't trust everything you read on the news. I understand that. Like, he comes off as a poor parent? Yes. So, like, I don't love that I about him. I take that with a, like, I don't want to say I take it with a grain of salt because there's a lot of evidence that shows. But, like, I'm also, like, a lot of this stuff comes from reporting that I don't know that you're getting the whole story and i want to give him the exactly. benefit of the doubt exactly that's why i'm saying like and he has an optics not, issue it, it is an optics issue 
And I realize we're only getting like one side of the story. And as a parent, I understand frustration, frustration with your kids. And we don't know what like his side of that story. So like, whatever, neither here nor there. He's not my favorite. However, like them on 30 Rock. he has redeemed himself in recent times for one reason alone. For playing Donald Trump on SNL to perfection. And for pissing Donald Trump off about it at the same time, which just is like, mwah, chef's kiss. So, but reading this now and understanding that he's the bad guy in this. Yeah, he's the bad guy. I I, I believe it a little, a little more. more. Yeah, like I'm on board a little um, more. So the synopsis continues that after William runs away from home, he teams up with his dad's old partner, Roy, played by Skeet Ulrich, and enters into the world of storm chasing as Zane leads the group deep into the eye of the most dangerous supercell ever seen. I just, what kind of, like, time frame is that happening on? Because, like, it's not like a hurricane where you're like, let's go into the eye of the hurricane. Literally, yeah. supercells are moving at a fairly rapid pace across the landscape. They don't last all that long. I, a voyage into the eye of the supercell like seems like something that would take a while, and the supercell is not going to wait for you to voyage into it. Right. So this is called supercell. It sounds like a made-for-TV also twister like, sequel. What kind of company would provide liability insurance for that? Like, liability only. Like you will never get insurance companies to cover your business if your business is taking people into dangerous storms like well, that seems like a terrible you, business model what insurance covers storm church storm chasers is that because storm it's churches <laughs> is that because it's, it's an germs. educational research opportunity like that you're allowed to put yourself in harm's way for that reason or is it just the premiums are super high like how does that work i have no idea i i'm i know there's it may not be called Storm Chaser Insurance, but there's going to be some kind of hazard insurance. I'm sur- sure Storm Chasers have insurance for a variety of things. Maybe Chris Equipment, knows. vehicles. Yeah. If you have any idea on to the inner workings of insuring yourself, your property, other people when chasing storms, I'd love to hear it. Send us a, uh, an email. You can find that information. On, <laughs> we uh, have an email. We have emails. Yes, we have emails. <laughs> Um, or you can uh, comment what on our social media. Here? Just let us know. I would, lo- I would love to find out that information. Kelly and I have never gone storm chasing. It is something we would like to do. We're very close to taking up a project while at uh, Penn State over for a, a summer research opportunity, but we didn't pull the trigger, and uh, that's something we would like to do in, in the future, I'm sure. What do you think? Yes. Yeah. This is an audio medium. You can't nod. <laughs> I, I'll be honest, I zoned out for a little bit of what you said there, so I was afraid to do more than not. I was, I was rereading the article, the little paragraph there, and wondering if they're going to try to force like a romantic storyline in there. Because- oh, there has to be. There's got to be one. Although it's centered around a teenager and an evil guy. So, I mean, unless there's something ooh, on the ooh. side story. Maybe that is the love story, the teenager and the evil guy. Oh, you think that Alec Baldwin and this other guy, that's going to turn into the love story? Only if he's 18, because otherwise it's inappropriate. Well, right, yeah. Let's. We need a little bit more information, I guess. So, I don't be on the lookout for Supercell starring Alec Baldwin, and uh, we'll have to give it a watch and uh, see I if guess it, it has lives to be... up to uh, the, the mantle that Twitter, Twitter has established. Well, it seems Twister like has established. blah, blah, blah. Let me talk. You didn't let me finish. Oh, you weren't saying anything. I think that... Oh, was that my phone? That was doing? you, yes. Sorry. Well, 
you have so much stuff here. Where am I supposed to put my phone? Um, well, now you made me lose my train of thought. Hold on. About Supercell? Oh, yeah. I don't know that we'll get the opportunity to watch it because it sounds from that article like it's showing at Cannes well, for they, the opportunity for someone. Well, out, right? Well, it you says know. it's showing at Cannes available for purchase. Yeah, like, doesn't mean it will. I could see, like, you have to be careful with stuff like that because I could see that tanking wildly as well. Oh, yeah. It sounds awful. Like, it doesn't sound sound good especially with you pointing out because i had just read it once before like hey we should talk about this on the podcast maybe it'll end up on the i of the supercell doesn't really make any sense there. maybe it'll be sharknado followed up by world premiere of supercell starring alec Baldwin. i don't know we'll see i mean i would like it to be interesting and good because maybe it would help get a twist or sequel or reboot or whatever greenlit that I would feel be like fun we should watch sharknado maybe that know. should be our next podcast well, a blind watch like Okay, I mean, we could do that. That's fine. But last late fall, beginning of winter, holiday season, we talked about watching the Hallmark movies. And didn't Kevin Shea tell us that there's a Christmas tornado movie? I don't recall that. Was it, or was it a, a fire tornado movie? You I don't know. remember that kind of conversation at all? It was like November. No. I'll have to go back and, and look. I thought he mentioned that there was like a holiday tornado movie. I don't recall. Mm. I could ask I'll have him. to look it up. I'll have to see. Um, but yeah. I follow him still on the Facebooks. Okay. Well, we'll have to find out. So, anything else to say about Supercell or the 66 minute of Twister? No, I missed my snack window. Oh, you've got plenty of time to snack. It's 9.30. All right. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll be back again in a couple weeks with minutes 67 and 68. Until next time. I'm Joe. She's Kelly. Thanks for listening to the Solid F2 podcast. Thanks for listening to the Solid F2 podcast, a minute-by-minute breakdown of the movie Twister. That's all for this week. Please follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at SolidF2Pod. SolidF2 Podcast is part of the JMNJR Radio Network. Visit JMNJRRadio.com for more.